Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing 1996's Two If By Sea. Yes. Directed by. (laughs) No, really bad. I don't know why it's not Two By the Sea. That seems like the easiest way to fix it. I was like, is this trying to make it stand out because it makes it just hard to remember? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Directed by Bill Bennett, who also directed a bunch of shit that I have never heard of. Um, Kiss or Kill, Backlash, A Street to Die. In Savage Land. These are all real movies. They In Savage Land? Yeah. A um, Dream to Die? There's one here called Uninhabited. Nice. Tempted. Oh, wow. The Nugget. <laughs> okay, The Nugget is a real, uh, real drop in the bucket. Just really switches things around. Pivots S- it. Spider and Rose. Is I, this, are these just names of tattoos? I don't know. This is a real director that directs real movies that actors have been in, none of which I can place. I don't. I feel like if neither of us can place them through our rabbit holes of viewing, then that, that is saying something. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. The screenplay was co-written by, well, first, the story by credits are Dennis Leary, Mike Armstrong, and Lembeck. But the screenplay is... Solely Dennis Leary and Mike Armstrong, which means that he not only starred in this, but he wrote it too uh, with his with his pal here, who has also written some stuff that's not important. <laughs> which makes sense uh, because he did seem very invested in his role. Yeah, so <laughs> let's talk about the role. This is a movie about a petty criminal. And his girlfriend of seven years, and she's so disappointed in him and disillusioned in him that he thought it would be a good idea to, like, spice up their relationship if they pulled off a painting heist together. Yeah, he wanted to, like, include her in his work, but also, rather than just being like, we're going to go do the heist and then hang out, he decided to steal the painting earlier than he was supposed to. And just have this liability and then spend a weekend with her while they have the painting before they s- they give it to the buyer. Yeah. Which is makes no sense. Nope. Why don't you go away for a weekend and at the end of it do the heist? Anyways. Yeah. That could be just like the kicker. Yeah. You know, like before you go back to your life of crime, you do some crime. Yeah. 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 That sounds so, like a great idea. Yeah, I, I mean, his idea is, you know, he wants to, yeah, he wants to have some, it's, some it's, time with his lady. And I feel like this is like a comedy joke. Like, it's like, a, you said I never take you out. So here, I'm taking oh, you yeah, out. No, I mean, this, this whole movie, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I, I would say it's more of a comedy than a romantic comedy. Um, I mean, it is about romance, so it fits in. But like, some of the movies we cover are like really focused on the romance and the the comedy as a side. This is very much like comedy, like punchline here, bit here, you know. Um, so I do feel like the whole like it's supposed to be an absurd concept. 
Yeah, the joke is is that you know he's a bad boyfriend. Well, like no shit. <laughs> yeah, he just seems like a bad. Like he just looks like a bad boyfriend. <laughs> and you know, I will say there are aspects of the writing that were good enough, like with the dialogue itself. Where oh you, yeah, Sandra Bullock is great as the girlfriend Ross. Yeah, like they they there's a lot of like snappy lines. I think the plot itself is kind of weak, actually. But I like I think the individual conversations, some of them are really fun. And oh, yeah. Like when they're arguing about cats versus Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's he also has like some really like pronounced homophobia. Like he has very fragile masculinity um, that comes up a lot. Um, and then like Sandra Bullock, a.k.a. Roz, will argue him about it and just be like, calm down. You can wear whatever you want. And I'm like, OK, there's something here. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's very much like pinnacle bad boyfriend. Like he doesn't really pay attention to her when she's talking. He doesn't really he's definitely not emotionally intelligent. Like even when she tells him directly what she wants or needs, he like makes stupid jokes at her expense and like just kind of like dur, 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 dur. Come yeah on, babe, it was just a joke you know i love you and that yeah like, he, that, and he's also that yeah and vibe. he's also the kind of guy that's just like oh yeah i'm gonna take my girlfriend for granted until she pays attention to another man and then like all of a sudden i really really I care this big macho thing and it's like do you like is this really about her or is this about like signaling your power to another man now i, I want to wonder uh dennis leary uh most known for this show in which everyone wanted to fuck him at all times called Rescue Me that was supposed to be about firefighters, but it's really just about everyone wanting to fuck him at every second of every moment. Like I was, I watched the show and I ended up stop watching it. Cause I was just like, how many people are going to fuck him? Like, this is like Californication uh, before Californication. I hate Californication. <laughs> it's, it's very much that it's like, Californication, but he's a firefighter. And it's just like he's got an ex-wife and he still wants to fuck her. And he's like fucking like I think like his brother his like his dead brother's widow too. And he's just like all over the place. But then he'll be like a total hoe and then he'll get mad that his oh my god, there's a whole plot where like his daughter is dating a black man who is also like the new black person, the only black person at the fire station. Oh my god! And it's just like a whole thing where like he's just like, no, my issue isn't because he's black. You know, it's just like he's a guy. He's a fire. I know, what, I know what guys are like. Yes, <laughs> I'm a guy. I'm a bad guy. So I hate bad guys. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like all this thing where just everybody's just obsessed with his dick and it's so weird and and it almost like tricked me into like when I was Being a teenager thinking, that, yes, I was like, oh my God, am I, I attracted like to Dennis, Dennis Leary? Leary's biggest, longest con job has been trying to convince everyone how that he's like incredibly fuckable and not just like another person that is like fine. <laughs> like that's his longest con job. Like he is a petty criminal by perpetuating this self-obsession in such a specific way. Because, like, this is, like, okay, we never see, um, even though Sandra Bullock is clearly the object of desire in this movie, we never see her naked because, you know, that's not how Sandra Bullock rolls. But we do get a lot of a lot of shirtless and shoeless Dennis Leary. Oh, yeah, we see him shirtless within the first ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He he goes there. He, yeah, I mean, I am... I am even though I'm not, I don't really have a strong opinion for or against seeing him shirtless. Um, it is there is it is almost refreshing that he's the one that we see, you know, topless 
Yeah, he's instead of just like making the female lead strip down in every scene. Yeah, like I mean, Ross is Ross is great. Like she really <laughs> she's really fantastic and she's really a trooper cuz it's like She's basically, you know, playing the long-suffering girlfriend Sandra Bullock is. You know, I've been with you seven years. You haven't made any plans. There's no house. There's no kids. You haven't married me. You don't have a real job. Like, the end yeah, of the like movie is... To me. <laughs> the end of this movie is her making him swear that he will get a job and start paying taxes. And that's supposed... To- yeah, literally. It's like, <laughs> literally, like the, romantic, like, the romantic ending is like, hey, can you stop? you know like tax evading every year because like you might go to jail and he's like for you (laughs) yeah baby (laughs) (laughs) um which i mean (laughs) just so like i don't know i don't know it's so like she's like she's asking him for the bare minimum the weird thing is like unlike like we have some movies where like somebody the the female lead is so like starry-eyed and like i don't know anything um like you know like home fries yeah um where they're just like wow a guy's paying attention to me but like Roz like knows that he's not shit so that's what's funny about it is like she knows he's not shit she's calling him out the whole time she's like i deserve better like what's wrong with you and i'm like and i mean yeah she does (laughs) but then but then even so it's like at the end she's like well you know he likes me so i guess i should give him a chance and i'm just like no it's very much like a come here you big lug kind of thing Absolutely. like like a wilma flintstone and this goes back to like the obsession so many like especially the kind of bromantic comedies or like the ones that are written by men and feel almost more about the man um is this obsession that these like screenwriters and directors have with like the lovable asshole guy and like he just needs to be a little nicer. Um, and then the woman will like also like realize that he's always been into her. He's just horrible at relationships. <laughs> uh, but and yeah, then, you know, like and he'll like do one gesture and then she'll like laugh and everything's OK. And I'm like, oh, my God, like he I'm, did I'm, something. I'm not going to say too if by the sea, you know, created a large societal problem because that that would be pretty hilariously absurd for me to say. But I will say that these narratives are annoying and tired um and they're just like one of the little things that adds up that makes dudes kind of like whatever oh yeah i'm an asshole and then they don't want to change because they're fed all these things of like women if they know that you like them that's really what matters (laughs) (laughs) and then women internalize it too you know yep 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 so and i'll just be like oh He's like, just, oh, he's, he's sweet. He's he just, just doesn't sweet. listen to my needs or, like, really pitch in. He only really pays attention to me, like, every once in a while when he's afraid I'm mad at him or he wants to have sex. He's nice. Um, he only insults me once a week. Yeah, like. And, like, <laughs> he hurts my feelings a lot, but honestly, it's my fault that I have feelings. So, uh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, and a lot of their, like... Okay, so they're running away from the cops and they're arguing about, like, because he likes Batman and she likes the musical Cats. And he's just like, cats are stupid. And he's just, (laughs) and she's just like, oh, okay, the man, he dresses up like a bat. Okay, that's so cool. Yeah, well, he's also, like, like saying homophobic stuff about, like, gay actors and, like, I don't want to see men, like, dress up like cats. And then she's like, oh, so it's it's okay to see a man dress up like a bat. And then he's like, yeah, like Batman's like, you know, he's a superhero. And then she's like, well, he hangs out with a teen boy all the time. 
She like calls him the hell out. Uh, yeah, she, <laughs> and it's just like the stuff where it's, uh, <laughs> and also like he's Irish and she's Jewish and that's supposed to be a thing, but like it, like it's, it's a barely, very, it's yeah. a very weird thing because she doesn't seem Jewish to yeah, me. Yeah, because as far as I know, Sandra Bullock isn't Jewish, and. Um, like she has a New Jersey accent, that's but everyone's just like, "Oh, that Jewish broad!" Like it's like, yeah, like it's like a big thing, but it doesn't. It's not like sh- her character. It's even written for ha- her to have any Jewish identity. It's not like she's not religious at all. Like, yeah, there's no references to family members. Um, and uh, and yeah, there there is a very like Irish thing too, because you know he's Irish. Like, there's so many like jokes about like Irish. Irish cops and like Irish last names. Like I felt like he really wanted to lean into this kind of East coast Irish dude. Yeah. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's so much of his thing. That's so much of Dennis Leary's thing. It's true. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't know where, where is Okay. Dennis? Like for example, the cop that's pursuing them, um, he is played by Yafet Koto, but his last name is O'Malley. And okay. So Yafet Koto, He's been in a lot of movies for many, many decades and television shows and everything. I haven't seen enough of him to really know this, but he doesn't really act in this movie. It seems like he's doing an impression of an Irish cop, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I mean... The way that he delivers his lines is insane. It's I'm just, really weird, yeah. And it's just like, this is a man that, like, he starred in a movie in 1972, a movie called Bone, which I've always wanted to see. <laughs> it's just about, like, this black man harassing these white people. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and so it's just like, it's weird to me that somebody who's been in movies for multiple decades by the time of the filming of this is... The weirdest gives the weirdest performance yeah, in this know, movie. Like, I feel like they didn't know how to direct him because, like, so much of it is like the joke was the initial joke is that he's Irish but he's black, and like that, no, like the white cops who hadn't met him didn't expect that. And then after that, he's like obsessed with catching Dennis Leary because he's been an art thief for a long time, so he's like obsessed with catching him. Um. Yeah, it's so. I it's mean, so. Yeah, but it, yeah, I agree with you. It's though, so like, strange. Why? Why it so was. Weird? It was doing. It was like I was just like, what is he talking about? Yeah. And why does he have that last name? I don't. I mean, there are black people with Irish last names, but like, I don't know. Just looking at Yafet Kodo and being like, oh yeah, this is O'Malley. I'm just like, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, it's very much like a very, like, basic uh, gender normative kind of structure in this movie where they or they stake out at this house that's not theirs. And, like, immediately he wants to find a way to turn on the TV. And she's reading a magazine, like, trying to figure out if There's they're, like a quiz if they're in a, a like, quiz about their, like, like relationship. Yeah. Are you in a dead-end relationship is the quiz. And so she's, like, asking him questions from that. And like, he's just, like, looking for the remote. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> so after a big argument, do you go back to things as normal? Go on a walk? 
um, or like watch the TV and drink. And then like he puts on the TV and then she goes, goes back to normal. And I was like, wait, wouldn't that be watch the TV? I don't know why I was fact checking this moment. <laughs> and it's just whenever they fight about something, like he's just like, is it one of those hormone things? Like this broad, the, the, the weird. Also, like, it's like, are you an alien? Like it's wild to me, like in real life or in movies when there's a man who's like middle age, who's like, so like knows literally nothing about women's bodies like well, hormone thing like they're just like whoa you ah. on your period and, and also like, no i was on my period last week like and also just like you've been with this woman for seven years that's the other thing it's like they don't seem like by the way that they interact there are times when it seems like they really know each other but it still kind of feels it doesn't feel like it seven feels like years they were like roommates or something like there was some sort of separation between them for the seven years and i mean i guess that is a large point of the plot is that sandra bullock is just like, dude, like, you're not present. But I agree, it doesn't feel like there's a foundation for her to feel that way. The stuff that they argue about is stuff that they would have argued about, like, three years ago. Yeah, like, it's it's it feels new. Because if you're together seven years, even if it's been a bad relationship for most of it, you know what the other person wants. Like, And even if they don't really know what they want, you know, like, the basic direction of things that they want. Yeah, and so basically she's just like, oh, it's seven years, I haven't put blah, blah, blah into it. It's just, what are, what are your plans for the next seven years, you, you dumb shit? And I'm just like, I mean, girl, like, you can just leave. Like, yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like, there's like another man there that's like um, the rival, the romantic rival. God, what is the rival's name? Um... <laughs> Walsh or something? Let me see. Marsh. Marsh. Yeah, I think it's Marsh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's the he's maybe the weakest part of the movie. Like, I don't know how it's like he's just around. Yeah, he's just like around and he's just like listens to like when they like when he's just when Dennis Lee's like, Oh, what do you see in this guy? It's like he listens to me. And like he does, but it's like that's all he does. Like that's the only in that's the only thing that he brings to the table is that he listens to her. <laughs> yeah. He listens to her and he gives her compliments, which Dennis Leary doesn't. And he has money. He's like, You're sexy, you're you know, smart, you're like all these very like generic things, um, that are real, but like it's not like he's noticing specific things about her. You know, he's not like, I love the way you talk about this thing. Or I love the way your hair falls. It's like, you're pretty. <laughs> and she's like, wow, thank you. Wow, like a, attention. Um, she, Yeah, I mean, it's really just like, he's just like a foil. He, She just needs some attention. And I don't really think that she thinks that he has anything to really offer. Um, but it's just I like. Think, yeah, I think she's mad at Dennis Leary and she needs a pick me up. And this guy is like thirsty and giving her attention. And she just needs to, for for me, it, it very much felt like she just needs to know that she ha still has it, you know, like she's yeah. got it. And so, yeah, I mean, Marsh is just, he's just a guy who's there. Yeah, but, the, but then Dennis Leary's all like intimidated by him anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Dennis Leary's masculinity is extremely fragile in this movie. Um. 
And yeah, he there's also a little boy who just like doesn't have parents or something. Yeah, he just like hangs out with this kid all the time. And like he'll tell the kid it's just like, why are you hanging out with me? But it's like you're still hanging out with him. Like just because you mentioned that it's weird that he's with you doesn't mean that you're not just with this yeah, fucking kid. So like when I wonder they... if it's supposed to be like a callback to the Batman thing. Like he's like supposed to be like yeah, a mentor to this kid. Absolutely. Yeah, because he he um so when they steal the painting and then they break into this house and stay at this house um, so that they can chill with the painting before they sell it, this little boy lives nearby and he is... He knows that they're thieves, like... He like, knows, he knows yeah. that they broke in and so he basically <laughs> is like, I have, like, I know your secret and he, like, comes with a water gun and he's like, give me money so I'll be quiet. And then eventually, Marsh... Isn't Marsh... Um, doesn't Marsh pose as a neighbor? Yeah, yeah, he does. And I yeah, I didn't because it was like a thing where it's like, oh yeah, we know we know the people who live here, and then yeah, he's just like, so oh yeah. Sandra Bullock and Dennis Leary are like, oh yeah, we're just staying here for the weekend, and like when March comes to check in because he heard there was an intruder, and he's like, okay, cool. Um, and then he just weirdly comes over every day without them really inviting <laughs> him. He just like comes over. Yep. Um. And so that's how he starts their relationship with him. But yeah, there's also this little boy who lives in another house who like, um, you know, knows their secret. And eventually later in the movie, when Marsh is like hitting on Sandra Bullock after her and Dennis Leary got in a big fight, the kid is like bothering Dennis Leary. And they like, there's like several scenes where they're just hanging out alone. Like they're like at the river or they're like in the park and this little kid, I mean, he's like nine or 10. Yeah. I feel like this kid is like, like somehow like teaching him to be a man. Like yeah, this it's is very, what it's very creepy though. Cause this kid like videotapes his neighbors and has sex tapes of them. And he has sex tapes of Marsh. <laughs> it's just weird how this movie is like, ha ha, you know, chill. I was like, what? This kid is like, there's a lot going on with him. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, that was his way of being like, oh, yeah, he's just a player, like nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, like the kid basically um, when when uh, Sandra Bullock is hanging out with Marsh, he tells Dennis Leary, you know, I know that guy hooks up with a lot of women. Women really like him. I have proof. And he brings Dennis Leary to his place and shows him a sex tape <laughs> of Marsh with some woman. And then. And then the kid, like, gives Dennis Leary multiple lectures in different scenes on, like, you know, she wants she wants luxury. You got to take her out. Got to take her out. Yeah. And, and Marsh makes women feel listened to and all this stuff. And it is, like you said, it's very much this child guru meets this callback to the Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's and But I don't really like the kid. Like, yeah, the kid is kind of creepy to me. Yeah, the kid's kind of weird. I like I'm like I don't know if that kid's okay. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like this kid is has some serious stuff going Need on. Needs some parental supervision. Yeah, Need yeah, some. you don't you never know like where like if he has parents where they are. It almost feels like the movie suggests this kid is just kind of on his own. Um but like living in a nice suburban neighborhood, so I don't know. Like how are you doing? How are you squatting casually? Yeah, I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Like, I feel... I like, paid attention to this movie, but it just I paid doesn't attention. really make sense. Nope, nope. So even when you're like, yeah, that's how this happened, you're like, okay. And like, the, the plot is... On one hand, the plot is very basic. It's... um, 
you know, the small time criminal, small time criminal and his girlfriend are, you know, having problems in their relationship. He wants to fix it with a heist. Um, it goes bad. She really realizes how shitty he is. Then this other guy tries to seduce her, but that guy ends up Marsh. Spoiler. It's okay. This movie's over 20 years old. So yeah. Um, Marsh ends up also being an art thief and he's like a liar about it. And that's supposed to be like this turning point is her being like, well, at least Dennis Leary, who's called Frank in the movie. Yeah, at least he never lies about who he is. He doesn't pretend to be a good person. Like, he just is a bad person. Like, he just is a crook. Whereas Marsh is, like, lies to women and is a more successful criminal. <laughs> <laughs> the other funny thing. Um, but all that's to say, the plot itself is simple, but the mechanics of it are really awkward. And there's a lot of disconnects there. Yeah, and, and a lot of the hijinks like don't work. Like, all the stuff with, like, uh, the person that he was supposed to uh, sell it with or to or something, and the guys that he, like, usually does his crime with, and then they figure out the they figure out how much the painting costs. It costs more than they thought. It's, like, $4 million. They thought it was, like, a couple hundred thousand. And, like, you know, there's just, like, a whole bunch of, like, hijinks that don't really work because these people... Everyone who isn't Roz is really uninteresting. <laughs> well, yeah, because like they're she's really the only woman, so I'm automatically, you know, more interested in her. Of course. But she's also all the other like all the men are just kind of like stereotypes, you yeah, know? Like they're very all much so. like most of them are kind of the same guy. Like they have different jobs. Like some of them are cops, some of them are criminals. But they all have like an East Coast accent and like are very like, ah, I'm a dude. Um, yeah, pro like, time supreme. They tease each other about like being gay or like stupid, and they like like to drink. Um, and they're Irish. <laughs> like that's really that's like ninety percent of the men in this movie, and it's all men. Yeah, it's Indra Bullock. So none of them. It's and it you know it's not that that character description couldn't be interesting. There's plenty of interesting characters that fit those boxes, but they also have more going on. Yeah, this movie doesn't try to make that happen because. It feels to me like this movie assumes that I'm automatically interested in those guys. And I'm like, well, sorry, Dennis Leary. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not you. Yeah. Or, or I mean, like you can you can growing up or whatever. Yeah. You can really tell that this was, you know, made by a guy who like really finds his perspectives on masculinity and things interesting. And I mean, of course, it was the 90s. So. Th the stuff is stuff is dated, but you know this is kind of like a general male shtick. Anyway, <laughs> it is. It is a very general male shtick. It's like a guy taking a woman for granted, being kind of insecure, afraid of being vulnerable, but not even knowing how to name that. Um, and like, because at one point he's having a conversation with Sandra Bullock. And, you know, he's basically like, we're poor. We grew up poor. What do you expect? Oh, yeah. And it's it almost like feels like kind of abusive because it's just like it's it's like it's shitty for you to like try to expect more or want more. He really <laughs> tells her at one point he's like, you, like going to community college isn't going to change your life. Like you're not going to be special. Like he literally says that. Like that's um, terrible. Which is an emotionally abusive thing to say. That's and so awful. But then in that same conversation, I felt like the movie was trying to make us understand his perspective or empathize because he, he goes, you know, I, I know like I know what the score is. You are born in a small house and you die in a small house and you try to find happiness in between. And you, 
you know, so he has a very nihilist perspective. Like, he doesn't expect for his life to improve or any of his conditions. Um, yeah. And so we're supposed to empathize with that. Like, okay, that's why he's so disconnected when she wants all these things. Which, again, that could be good or interesting. Could be, yeah. Um, if, if it was actually explored and not just like him being mean the whole movie yeah i mean he's really mean <laughs> like, to her he's really mean to her and it kind of like just seems like jokes it's but that are bad like he's like a bad open mic comic the whole time <laughs> and it's and which is which is fucked up because like he wrote this script which means that he had time to think about these jokes and yeah they, like they still weren't better you know this is um this is for a while, this was Sandra Bullock's worst opening weekend for a movie ever. Yes. And then it was recently dethroned by Our Brand is Crisis, which I barely even remember that movie. Oh, yeah. I have not seen that one. So uh, there but we go. Yeah. I'm part of the reason it was a bad <laughs> box but office yeah, number. But for a while, this was like her biggest bomb. Yeah, and, and I mean, which sucks because she's the best thing about great. it. Yeah, she doesn't bomb like she acts great. And I mean, to be fair, I think that Dennis Leary does pull off what he wants his character to do. He just didn't give his character enough for most of the world to care. Yeah, <laughs> like, his character. Like he's very in his role. He's not he acts. He knows what he's doing. It's just like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I just kind of wish he was a little bit more. Um, ambitious with what he was trying to do with his character. I feel like there's so much more that could be talked about in terms of masculinity and I feel also that he really needed a scene where he was like really talking to Marsh like about you know the, like their differences like really yeah. faced off. There was a lot of conflict that would have been interesting that never happened. I agree. I think I think the way you put it if in a sense if he had been more ambitious emotionally and not just about a plot like I felt like he put all his ambition into like the plot of, he could like, honestly have had less characters yeah I, I think if and it would have been better characters and made like he could have the same basic plot but just like cut down some of the shenanigans that weren't were kind of clunky anyways and focus more on the emotional conflict it would be stronger I just love how we're giving him script notes right I mean now. yeah it's Dennis like 11% Leary, on Rotten Tomatoes I mean like this is like we're like giving it our heart <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean, Dennis Leary, if you ever want some, some script notes from us, we, right. <laughs> we're here. We're here. I do sometimes have like a you. nightmare that like, like, like some I'll be in the future. I'll meet like somebody in Hollywood and like I'll be like more near their level or whatever in some capacity. And then they're going to remember that we made fun of them on the podcast. <laughs> 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 like They're going to be like, I listen. I, I, rem I know who you are. <laughs> 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 uh, like I'm not worried about happening now, but I'm just like you know, like down the road. Oh um, my god! Like like when we're in like our forties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I guess like if somebody, I guess if somebody's like still mad at that point, then still that's like talking on about them. It. <laughs> and even when we critique people, we're never like we're never really like mean. No, I don't think we are. I mean, you know, uh, we've roasted some people, but usually the ones who really get roasted are, like, actual assholes. So. Yeah, like actual bad people that deserve to be roasted. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I would never... I mean, I don't know anything about Dennis Leary. You know, you made me laugh. I watched I watched Rescue Me for many years until I got... Yeah, I mean, I think he's yeah. a funny actor. Yeah. Um, and I think he is a good actor in this. I just don't like his role, and I don't think it was written well enough. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much more that could be done with this. And maybe, you know, maybe 
I, I usually never recommend this, but maybe throw through a third screenwriter, like a woman into the mix. Like yeah. you and this guy clearly needed to be reined in a little bit with your high And I, I do wonder if Sandra Bullock got to call the shots with uh, Roz a little bit, because I did feel like Roz was more like, you know, we said that she's the most compelling. I feel like she was more textured as a person. And I wonder if Sandra Bullock made some suggestions. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would hope so. <sighs> Man, this movie, you know, I mean... You can always watch Miss Congeniality. You can always just watch really anything else. Uh, like, this is not going to offend you. Like, if you want to turn it on while you've got, like, a migraine, like, it's not going to make yeah, your migraine Yeah, I mean, worse. like, there's <laughs> definitely fun parts, but I'm not going to recommend it. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like even to, like, try to, like, squeeze out more of it would be disingenuous because there's really not a lot to this. (laughs) No, um, I mean, it's on Prime now, so if you have Prime, it's it's a free watch. But, I mean, I think watch something else with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I mean, she looks great in this movie. That's that's a good thing. Like, that's one thing that we can say. This is only our second time doing a Sandra Bullock movie on this podcast because we did While You Were Sleeping, but that's it. Yeah. Well, no, actually, this is our third time. We did Hope Floats a long time ago. Yes. I guess I just assumed we'd have her more. Yeah, I think we're spacing it out with her because we know how much there is really. It's like with Kate Hudson. Like, it's yeah, just like, like there's a lot to do. You can't just do. do them all in a row. You got to right. really give it a you little know, bit gotta of remember, You know, we got to remember, you know, got to come back to the to the MVPs of this genre every once in a while. And Sandra Bullock's wonderful. Like, if you ever, like, need to write something on her performances, you could watch a few scenes of this. The scenes in the bed. She's really funny in the bed scenes. I really think that oh, she's yeah. great there. She's great in the closet scenes. I mean, she's really funny in this movie. She She's really funny. It's just the movie around her is not good. Yeah, you're just, exactly. <laughs> She's a shining star in a, you know, a kind of mediocre frame. Anyway, we love her. Um, you know, I hope her, I hope her black son is doing well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this has been Bad Romance. You know, it's been a long week, guys. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, we're sorry that it's short, but, you know, sometimes people like that. Yeah, sometimes this is a sometimes nice... Sometimes people want a nice little 30-minute train ride podcast. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're going to go long. It just, you know, depends on the We can't the force title. it. Yeah, we can't force it. And with this and one, we can't. Nobody nobody wants us to ramble for an extra half hour if we no. don't actually have anything to say. So. I mean, and there are so many episodes for y'all to choose from if, like, this one is so short. Oh, this one is over. Okay, well, maybe you could go back, check one that you hadn't listened to before. I don't know why we're telling you what to do. Do what I you know. want. <laughs> I also feel like nobody's going to be mad that it's short. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what to do. You know where to rate us. You know where to listen to us. We're on Twitter. We're all over the place. We're working on a live show. We've got a Patreon. We're still doing In the Smut. This month's In the Smut is going to be Crimes of Passion. So get ready for that. If you're not already pledging $8 or more, you want to if you want to check that out. Uh, we love you. Stay hydrated. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you're beautiful. No matter what they say, all of those people talking shit. Yeah, and don't spend seven years with someone like the character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, don't don't talk yourself into settling. And uh, something to watch instead, Miss Congeniality, anything. Yeah, we covered that. Yeah. So, all right. Bye. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Yeah, back it up, back it up.